Hello, and welcome to the show, all my fellow fans of horror. Oh, it feels so good to be back, finally. Um, originally, I was just going to take a week off and then come back, but then I would either just honestly forget sometimes, and then other times, like, you know, life stuff would just get in the way, such as a bunch of other projects I'm working on and also just personal things. But we are back, and I figured what better time to come back than our one-year anniversary that's right. We have been doing this for a year. June 19th, 2020 is when I started this. And now it is June 19th, 2021. I'm so happy. I am so proud. I can't believe we've made it this far. In fact, on the podcast side of things, not on the YouTube side of things. Actually, it might be on the YouTube side of things as well. I need to check again. But anyway, on the podcast side of things, like on things like Spotify and stuff like that, recently we hit over a thousand total views and I am so happy and I am so proud of that and I cannot thank you all enough. Uh, you're absolutely amazing. I love you guys so much. Whether you've been here since the beginning and have kept coming back or may, or whether or not you're relatively new or even if this is your first episode, um, Thank you so much for watching, and it means so much. I can't believe we've been doing this for a year, and trust me, I don't plan on stopping at all. So, with that all out of the way, as you can see from the runtime, this is an extended episode, and basically that is the, the reason for that being is because I'm going to do all the things we've done in previous seasons in one episode. So in the season one of the podcast, we would like talk about some upcoming horror news. And then in season two, I talked about like specific horror tropes or types of horror. And then in season three, I talked about like specific things like reviews, like I would review a specific piece of media. So we're going to do all three to today. We're going to get into some horror news on some upcoming horror medias. And then we're going to talk about a trope and then I'm going to review something. So we're kind of having a celebration of everything that we've done so far in a year, everything we've accomplished. All right. With that all out of the way, I want you all to sit back and relax. Let in the beautiful moonlight and forget all the stresses of today's world as I prepare to entertain and horrify you. Okay, so here we are, back in the thick of it. Uh, feels good, feels good. And it feels a little nostalgic talking about some upcoming horror news again. Especially since, you know, given the times, uh, there wasn't a lot of much of anything coming out. But now that's starting to change and more and more things are starting to come out. So I'm going to talk about one thing that I'm pretty excited about is the new Candyman movie, which is set to be released in the United States at least on August 27th, 2021. So in about two months, give or take a couple weeks. Um, and I am very, very excited because in case you didn't know, um, I love the Candyman movies. Uh, well, I, sh I guess I shouldn't say that. I like the first two and then kind of everything else after that is kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the first one I really like. Most people really like it. The second one I also really like. I feel like it's like kind of underrated. 
I don't know. I just I really like how Candyman acts in that movie. How he seems like more like poetic and stuff like that in a way, and we get to see like more of his origins and stuff like that. So that's that's just kind of why I really like it. But um, anyway, the new movie is simply called Candyman, and it is rated R, so we don't have to worry about them like censoring anything. Uh, I'm just gonna give a slight rundown of the plot here. In present day, a decade after the last of the Canbury Towers were torn down, Anthony and his partner move into a loft in the in the now gentrified Carbrini. Sorry, I suck at pronouncing things. A chance encounter with an old timer exposes Anthony to the true story behind Candyman. So it seems like it is a continuation and not like a reboot or anything like that. Um, at least that's what it seems to be. Um, and it seems like uh, this new character is going to be introduced to the story of Candyman and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait for this. I can't wait to see what they do. Can't wait to see where the story goes. And I can't wait to see the awesome kills that we're gonna get because you know classic man with a hook hand you know it's a classic it gets me a little excited um so and the the um the candy man movies for the most part always had pretty good kills in them uh, again after the second one they kind of died down a little in quality for me that's one of the reasons why i don't like them as much but the first two had some really great uh creative kills in them really good use of practical effects that's another thing i hope they do i hope they keep it as practical as possible i really hope they do i hope they don't drown it in cg and i hope that the i just hope that it's not like drowned in cg and that it looks so fake i hope they keep as many practical effects as possible in case you didn't know that effect where um candy man has like bees coming out of his mouth that's not like CG or anything like that. He actually had bees in his mouth and he opened up his mouth and they all came like flying out. Oh, that's insane. I hope they keep doing stuff like that, you know? Like obviously like don't put the actors like in danger or anything like that. But you know, I just, I, I'm a sucker for practical effects. I love all that stuff. So I hope they continue with that. Um, and another thing I want to talk about here shortly is we're actually getting another Resident Evil movie. Um, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Don't worry, this doesn't seem to be attached with the um, with that with the older movies at all. It's got like pretty much completely. It's got like a new cast and everything, and I'm pretty sure the director is different. Yeah, the director is different. Um, but anyway, that's set to be released September third, twenty twenty one. Uh, just a slight plot here. Survivors try to uncover the truth behind the evil Umbrella Corporation while battling bloodthirsty zombies in the wastelands of Raccoon City. So since it's taking place in Raccoon City, I'm going to assume that it's going to be based off of um, Resident Evil 2. And it looks to be that way because they got a cast for uh, Leon here and such. So yeah, it's definitely going to be based off of Resident Evil 2. And in case you don't know, I'm a fan of the Resident Evil series, so I'm pretty excited for this. Um, there's not really a whole lot on it currently, but yeah, I am very excited and I can't wait. And usually I do movies that are coming up at least like somewhat in the near future, but 
I wanted to talk about this one. It's um, it's a uh, Morbius that uh, new Marvel movie coming out, and yeah, I said horror and Marvel. It's classified as a uh, fantasy horror, so I cannot wait to um see this. Oh, Jared Leto is playing Morbius. I didn't know that. It's gonna either be absolutely amazing then, or it's uh, not gonna be. Let's hope it's the former instead of the latter. But anyway, this movie is set to be released January 21st of 2022. Um, basically, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I love Morbius. I think he's a really cool character. And if you don't know, he's from uh, the Marvel comic book series, and he's a superhero vampire. That's kind of like part of like a separate branch of the Avengers that kind of handles like uh, supernatural threats like monsters and stuff like that. So I really hope they do his character justice. I really hope that the movie is good. I really hope that they keep it as like creepy and scary and just like, you know, overall awesome as possible because that's what I want. Um, it's what, like, the characters kind of like, you know, and obviously it's not like that all the time, so, like, it's okay if they, like, deviate a little bit, but, like, I, I just, I just want it to be done good, you know, I want every movie to be done good, you know, but, anyway, yeah, that's it for the movies, um, at least that's the only ones I really wanted to talk about right now, I don't want to drag this out way longer than it has to be. But next, I got a few upcoming um, horror TV shows that are coming. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, and speaking of Resident Evil, this is the whole reason why I wanted to talk about the Resident Evil movies so I could swing into this. Uh, there's also a Resident Evil TV show coming out, and it's actually coming out pretty soon. Uh, it is the first episode of it. It's a TV series, as I said. The first episode release date is going to be July 8th, 2020. So pretty soon here, less than a month, it's going to be coming out. Um, and of course, you know, it's adapted from the show, but I mean, not from the show. It's adapted from the games, but given like some of the plot synopsis, um, it is going to deviate a lot. Um, it says Leon teams up with Claire Redfield. Um, apparently there's also going to be like daughters of like, um, why can't I think of his name all of a sudden Wesker or something like, yeah, Wesker. Um, apparently like his daughters are going to be in this. Um, it's a 3d like CG animated TV show. Uh, it, and it's going to be released on Netflix, as I said, on July 8th. So let's just hope it's good because Obviously, like, outside of the games, uh, Resident Evil doesn't have a very good track record. And for some reason, I don't know why, whenever they try to, like, make, like, Resident Evil stuff outside of the games, they always try to deviate so much, and I don't know why they do that. Almost, like, every single movie and stuff like that is like, oh, we gotta have a fresh take, we gotta do something new, like, just, like, play one of the games, just read one of the books, or something like that, and, you know, just make an adaptation about that, like... It doesn't need to be like vastly different of course you can make something vastly different and it can still be good but like it's a bit harder to do that because then you got to come up with everything yourself you know what i mean so like just take one of the games or one of the books or something like that and adapt it into you know a tv show or movie format um obviously you know it's a lot harder than what i'm making it out to be i don't 
claim to know the ins and outs of filmmaking. I've never made a film or anything like that before. But, you know, just... Resident Evil fans are um, kind of upset with, you know, the track record of, like, outside the games. Heck, um, heck, they were even upset with the track record of the games for a little bit, but now they're luckily turning around a little. <sighs> but yeah, obviously, I hope it's good. It's called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. It's going to be released July 8th, 2021 on Netflix. And I am excited. I'm keeping an open mind until it comes out. Um, but even if it's bad, you know, it's not like it ruins Resident Evil. Like, just because this show comes out and it, let's say, it's bad, that doesn't mean stuff like Resident 4 still, Resident Evil 4 still don't exist, you know? Like, um, a bad release doesn't mean that the entire series is ruined, you know what I mean? Like, like, if you don't like one of the Star Wars movies, there's still the Star Wars movies that you like. They're still there. It's not like it erases them from history or anything like that, but... I digress, and I'm rambling a little too much. <laughs> um, so there actually isn't much in horror TV shows when it comes when it comes to it. At least nothing recent that's coming out like you know any like real time soon or anything like that. But at least from what I can just find with a simple Google search. <laughs> but um, anyway, another one that's set to come out is called 1899 which doesn't have like a concrete release date yet. It just says that it's going to release in 2022 and it's going to be on Netflix. A uh, small plot synopsis here. 1899 is an upcoming European multilingual, yeah, multilingual epic, epic period mystery horror television series created by Jen, J-A-N-T-J-E Francis and Baron Bo Odor, Odar. Uh, set to premiere on Netflix. So, I we don't really know much about it. I just thought, like, the title was kind of interesting and cool. 1899, you know. What's going to happen in 1899, you know. Um, oh, wait. Hang on. There is a plot summary here, actually. Um, no, never mind. <laughs> actually, no, wait. Uh, yes, there is. Okay, sorry. I had to scroll down a little further. Um... Uh, traveling counter yeah so it's about an old they traveling from the old continent so i'm guessing like europe or something to the new encounter old continent to the new encounter that's worded weird on a nightmarish riddle aboard a second ship adrift on the open sea so i'm assuming like they're gonna be like sailing from some they're gonna be sailing from somewhere and they're gonna come across like a horrifying ship you know uh it's called a it's like it's classified as a historical film so i think it might even be um based on something in real life again sorry i'm kind of being vague here it's because the description is also being vague and since we don't even really have a concrete release date yet we just kind of know the year it's coming out i guess not a lot is really known about it but hey it's something to look forward to and then we got American Horror Stories, um, that's also coming out, which is coming out July 15th, 2021. Um, yeah, <laughs> we got, so yeah, we got, um, so American Horror Stories, it's like, it's like American Horror Story, but, um, it's like, you know, it's a new series, it's new stories, you know, it's, um, it's gonna be 
it's going to be different. Like, it's not just going to be like, you know, oh, we got like a new title. Okay, well, what's the difference? Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be like that. It is going to be different. But yeah. Um, anyway, there's also, it, it's just like, it's an anthology of horror tales. So I'm guessing like every um, episode is going to be a different story. So it's going to be like episode one is this story about this thing. And then episode two is, you know, about something completely different. So that's kind of what it's going to be. Instead of like an American horror story where it's one story, it's stories. So it's multiple. You, you get what you get what they did there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, and that is basically it for the TV show side of things. Lots of good stuff to look forward to there that I am very excited about. And now we got some upcoming horror games, which in case you didn't notice, obviously I am quite fond of considering I started a Twitch, as some of you probably know, where I play games, including horror games. We're doing a little playthrough of Dead Space right now on there. It's having a lot of fun with you guys in the chat. It's pretty great. Uh, I also play some non-horror games, just in case you guys like need a break from the horror stuff and stuff like that. Um, sometimes I do too. Um, but anyway, yeah, enough shameless self-promotion. Let's get back into the review, like into the news here. So we got Back for Blood, which is kind of a spiritual successor to the Left 4 Dead franchise, which I have covered on the podcast in previous episodes. Uh, so Back for Blood, it was made by, um, developed by Turtle Rock Studios and published by Rona Warner Bros. Um, so basically it's run, not run, it's made by the guys who worked on Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Uh, they're not with Valve anymore, um, but they decided to make their own sort of spiritual successor to the Left 4 Dead franchise anyway because Valve doesn't know how to make trilogies I guess <laughs> so they kind of just decided hey uh, you know the fans want it let's uh, make it so it's called Back for Blood uh, it's not set in the same like timeline as Left 4 Dead or anything like that it's like it's own thing but you know it's a first person first person uh, zombie horror shooter game where you play with yourself and three other people so you can play up to four people and yeah uh, there's a there's also new special infected like it's not just like a carbon copy of um, the left for dead special infected like it they have like they have like these like forearmed thing like spider guys that can like climb up walls and they curl up these webs and then shoot them at you so you get stuck um, there's this one guy with a big arm that's kind of like a charger except he moves slowly and can take a lot more damage and on the higher difficulties he can actually one shot you um i haven't played it myself i've just watched gameplay of like the closed alpha that they released so that's how i know some of this stuff and also you know there's um the trailer is also out and it shows a a lot of that as well so yeah i'm it's set to be released october 8th 2021 so we only got to wait a little bit longer. It's in the perfect month for something like this. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've wanted Left 4 Dead 3 for so long. I can't wait. Maybe I'll probably play it on stream too. If you guys want to come hang out and watch me play it when it comes out. It's going to be great. Anyway, moving on. We got Vampire The Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Which is obviously the sequel to the original one. Uh, and it's also based off of the tabletop RPG, also called Vampire the Masquerade. 
um, which is a tabletop RPG that I have not played, but I've wanted to play for so long now. In case you don't know, I'm a big fan of tabletop RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu and stuff like that. Um, but I've never got the chance to play Vampire the Masquerade, but I, I've always wanted to. And I hope I get the chance to soon. But anyway, this is a video game adaptation. We don't have a specific date, that at least that I can see that it's going to be released on. Um, it says it's just going to be released in 2021. At least that's the initial release date. So from what we know right now, it is going to come out this year. But I guess that is subject to change. Um, and the platforms it's going to be on is PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series X and S. So it's going to be available on all platforms for us to enjoy. Um, and here's a synopsis of the plot. It's an upcoming action role-playing video game published by Paradox Interactive, a sequel to Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. The game is part of the World of Darkness series and based on the tabletop role-playing game Vampire the Masquerade. So, yeah, um... It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I can't wait. I haven't played the first one yet, but I am going to be playing the first one. I am going to be buying it because I don't want to go into this game blind and stuff like that. And also, you know, of course, I want to stream it so I can, you know, play it and hang out with you guys. But yeah, again, another game I'm really excited for and um, fans of vampires and of course the tabletop role-playing game are also probably very excited and we can't wait <sighs> anyway <laughs> i just realized i hadn't breathed in a very long time <sighs> anyway <laughs> uh that's gonna be it for the games for now um oh actually i do want to talk about one more game um so it doesn't have an official release date yet however you can wish list it now on steam so please go do that um it's called negative atmosphere and basically it's made by this indie studio like this very very indie studio that like funds most of the budget through a patreon that they have set up i'll probably link it in the description or something um, but basically, it's called Negative Atmosphere, and it's supposed to be a spiritual successor to the Dead Space games. And, you know, it's got all the Dead Space stuff. You know, it's sci-fi. You got, like, weird flesh abominations that are absolutely horrifying that you're going to have to fight through. There is no confirmed release date yet, but you can wish list it on Steam. And there is a subreddit, r slash Negative Atmosphere. They really are good at keeping people up to date with everything that's going on we've seen some clips of game footage and some screenshots and it looks amazing so i just thought i'd bring some attention to that anyway moving on we got some upcoming horror novels uh this first one here is called survive the night a book by riley sager um Charlie Jordan is being driven across the country by a serial killer. Maybe behind the wheel is Josh Baxter, a stranger Charlie met by the college ride share board, who has a good reason for leaving university. 
in the middle of the term. So it seems like this is going to be like a very big like mystery type thing, and she's going to have to you know survive the night. You know, obviously, <laughs> that's where the pro- title probably comes from. Anyway, so this looks、uh, quite interesting. So. Sorry, I had to read something there. I had to make sure I didn't、uh, misread something. <laughs> um, so she is being driven by a serial killer. It seems like I'm assuming it's a girl. That sounds like a girl. Anyway, so she's being driven by a serial killer. So I'm guessing it's gonna be like you know she has to keep calm and not like、uh, agitate him or anything like that or.、Uh, You know, you don't have to draw attention or like, you know, like know that it's a serial killer. She's got to probably like, you know, keep it under wraps or something. Or maybe she'll be trying to like run away from the car and she has to like hide from him, stuff like that. I don't know. The book hasn't come out yet, and I haven't read it. That's why it's news. <laughs> I'm speculating,、uh, but it is rated fairly well on Goodreads. It's rated a 3.8, so you know that's almost four out of five, which is pretty good. It's set to release June twenty ninth, twenty twenty one. So at the time of this, it is、um, set to be released in ten days, and I'll probably be picking it up because it has officially piqued my curiosity. It's、uh, in the genres of a thriller, mystery, suspense, psychological thriller, and horror fiction. So yeah, I was right. It is going to be a mystery. Ooh, it's yeah, and a psychological thriller. I love psychological horror and thrillers and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm probably gonna be picking this up.、Uh, anyway, next, the next book I want to draw attention to is called Tide Pool by Nicole Wilson, and this book is very, very highly rated on Goodreads. It's got a 4.9 out of 5. So apparently, out of the people that have read this, it's very, very good. It seems like there's a lot of hype around it, actually.、Um, so here's the plot summary: If ye give not willing, the lords will rise. In 1913, Henry Hamilton disappeared while on a business trip, and his sister Sorrow won't rest until she finds out what happened to him. Defying her father's orders to remain at home, she travels to Tidepool. The last place Henry was known to have visited. Ooh, so that sounds. Yeah, that does sound like a good plot.、Um, so of course, it sounds like it's going to be a mystery and stuff like that.、Uh, the genres it's under is horror fiction, thriller, gothic novel, fantasy fiction, and paranormal fantasy. So maybe we're going to get some paranormal stuff like ghosts and spirits and such. I can't wait. Apparently, it's highly rated, and it seems like there's. A lot of, like I said, a lot of hype around this. So I will definitely be picking this up because I am very, very interested now. And also, I love gothic horror, love gothic novels. I think they're great. It's one of the reasons why I love stuff like、uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula as well. Not just because it's iconic, but just because of that whole vibe it gives. I can't wait. I'm definitely picking that book up once it comes out. But、uh, anyway, one more here. I picked this one purely because the cover、um, looks terrifying. Nothing but blackened teeth. It is rated 3.75 on Goodreads. So again, pretty good, pretty good.、Uh, plot summary: Cassandra Nas. Nothing but blackened teeth is a generously creepy haunted house tale, steeped in Japanese folklore, and full of devastating twists, 
so it looks like it's going to be a lot of twists and turns like not everything is as it seems and japanese folklore i love i love japanese folklore and japanese horror and stuff like that so i'm pretty excited for this one too it's set to be released in october 19th of 2021 so again perfect month for horror um its genres are horror fiction and dark fantasy and it appears like it is going to be on stuff like audible and google playbooks as well so if you're more of a fan of ebooks or audiobooks you can also pick it up that way so very excited for that one as well um i'm a very heavy reader and a very um very heavy um horror reader as well i love horror novels something about just you know being able to lay down and immerse yourself in the horrors on the page and how they can make you feel scared even with just like words like on a page just words on a page it's it's great if you've never read a good horror novel you gotta you gotta get on that anyway that's enough for the horror books for now in fact that's enough for our horror news for now so Next, we will be getting into a trope, which is supernatural horrors. Okay, so now we're kind of in the part of the podcast episode where I talk about a trope. This is like... Or like, you know, like a genre of horror or something like that. This is the type of thing we did in season two for all of you uh, season two fans. <laughs> so as I said earlier, uh, today it is going to be about supernatural horror. Now, supernatural uh, type stuff, people typically associate with uh, ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. Uh, but that's not technically all it is. Uh, supernatural horror is like, well, yeah, obviously it is that type of stuff too, but it's also like, you know, it can also be stuff like demons and cryptids and all that type of cool stuff. So it's it's a lot broader than people think. And another thing that people don't necessarily think about supernatural horror is that it's had its impact on the film in- industry for a very, very long time. Like, it's been around for a while. In fact, the first movie to technically be called a supernatural horror film was called Le Manor du Diable. I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry. Um, and that was made all the way back in 1896. Uh, in case you don't know, the um, name translates to either the Haunted Castle or the House of the Devil. Um, either one, but House of the Devil um, is actually closer, I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyway... And so, yeah, not only is it considered the first supernatural horror movie, uh, in case you don't know, basically, um, it's about like these people, they go into like, you know, a house and uh, the devil appears and starts harassing them. Uh, But anyway, uh, basically, not only is it credited with being the first supernatural horror movie, people also credit it with being the first horror movie ever. So, to a lot of people, supernatural horror actually started off the entirety of the horror movie genre. So, it's it's got like it's got its roots. Like it's been here for a while and because of it, we kind of have to thank it for everything that we have now cuz who knows, horror may not have been the same if this 
three minute long short film never existed or horror maybe wouldn't have come around as quickly as it did or you know you never know but i personally haven't seen it myself so i don't know if it's any good i mean i bet it's probably as good as an 1896 horror movie can be um (laughs) uh and all that entails but yeah so obviously there's like some pretty notable supernatural horror films um such as you know the film super the film series supernatural which uh is both beloved and hated by many uh the early films in my opinion um were really good i liked the um earlier ones but then it just went completely downhill from there um it was kind of like one of the like early found footage type films and it's probably the one that popularized it a lot like i know it wasn't the first one i know it wasn't the first found footage horror film but it's probably the one that popularized it a lot um and in case you don't know yeah like um it wasn't like made by like a super high-end like film company or something like that the people who made the film were literally just like yeah uh here's a camera people usually use to make home movies there you go (laughs) and that's for the most part about it Uh, Like, the house is actually, like, a house. Like, it's not, like, a set or anything like that. So, like, you know, like, it it feels, like, really indie. And that's because it was when it kind of, like, was first starting out. Um, But, yeah. Like I said, the the earlier films are good. And I actually very much recommend them. Uh, In case you don't know, um, it's kind of, it's, like, it's about this couple that move into this house. And I'm sure you know the story by now. It's about the couple, they go into the house and they are haunted by, I'm pretty sure it's a demon. I'm pretty sure it's specified to be a demon. Um, And then like the story expands and grows as the film series goes on. And sometimes it's not in a very good way. Um, But the first film still has its charm. And it's really sad to see where the series went from there because at first, and like in the original films, the movie was, you know, it, it like the way it handled its horror was good. And sure, there was jump scares, but like, you know, it was like a sl- there was slow build and like you slowly, you slowly saw things deteriorate and slowly and slowly progressively get worse and worse for the people involved. But the more recent supernatural horror films um, just kind of they're so jump scare heavy and they're so by the numbers and all of them kind of feel the same. and. You know, they, they don't really have any new ideas. They're not very innovative with it anymore. Like, it's just kind of like the same thing. It feels like over and over again. But, yeah, we'll always have the original. As I said before, um, just because there's, like, bad sequels or something like that doesn't take away the magic and iconicness of the original. So, it'll always be there. And I highly recommend um the old supernatural horror films. There's more supernatural horror films as well, such as uh, the Blair Witch and a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I can't list them all right here. Um, I guess you could say the yeah, the Ring is definitely a supernatural horror film. Um, the Ritual on Netflix, I'd say, is supernatural because it kind of involves like creatures and stuff like that, and yeah, like cults and spirits and stuff like that. It so yeah i'd say it's definitely supernatural um and also basically anything that involves like i guess yeah like stuff that involves like vampires and werewolves that's all supernatural stuff too so like the underworld movies are supernatural uh 
anything obviously that involves like ghosts and spirits is supernatural as well. So like as above, so below great movie, great movie. I love that movie. If you have not seen as above, so below and you're a horror fan or specifically a supernatural horror fan, watch it. It's very, very good. Last I checked, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but you know, obviously I'm sure you can find it somewhere. And obviously there's always physical copies to pick up as well. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> very good film. A lot of su- it, like supernatural films are, are very hit or miss. It seems like with a lot of people, they're either very good, very scary, very highly rated or they're crap. <laughs> it seems like there's not really like any in between. Uh, people either very much love them or very much despise and hate them, which I guess kind of feels, I, I guess I'm kind of the same way too. Um, all the supernatural films I've seen are either really good to me or really bad. Like I've never had like an in-between horror experience, I guess you could say when it comes to supernatural films anyway. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that's kind of. That's kind of mostly what I got for this one. Uh, like just like supernatural stuff. Like it involves um, it involves like the eeriness of it. Sort of like a little bit of a fear of the unknown type of thing you can kind of throw in there too. Because, you know, it's unknown creatures. People don't really know what's going on. And, you know, it kind of plays back to like, you know, our most basic fear of the fear of the unknown. The fear of the things we don't understand or don't know that are or that we can't explain. So... It's really good when people play it right. It makes for some phenomenal movies, but when people play it wrong, it can make for some absolutely horrible ones too. So with that all out of the way, we're going to move into our final segment here. And that is a review on the another supernat- on a supernatural horror film, The Blair Witch. Okay, so um, I lied. (laughs) I'm actually not talking about the Blair Witch in this segment because I forgot and I realized that I already talked about the Blair Witch in another episode of the podcast. So if you want to watch me talk about the Blair Witch, um, go check out that episode. Um, I forgot. I completely forgot that I already talked about it. So, um, geez, I almost that was almost a mistake. But anyway, so instead I am reviewing another found footage film. That film being called simply Creep. Now, I'm not going to get into a lot of spoilers here, uh, but Creep is a very, very good film in my opinion. Uh, So as I said before, it is a found footage horror movie, and I really, really like it. It's about this guy who is um, supposed to – who is hired to film this guy's like last like will and stuff to his – uh, to his son because he's apparently dying of cancer. So that's like his job. He's supposed to like film uh, like the lessons his father's like gonna try and teach to him because you know he's dying, so he's not gonna be able to. Uh, but I am just gonna simply say um, a lot of things in the film are not as they seem. So without getting in spoilers and stuff like that, that's all I'm gonna leave it with is that. Things are not as they seem all of the time. Do not trust things. Sometimes they seem like they're going for good intentions, but they're actually bad. Sometimes they seem like they're bad intentions, but they're actually good. 
a couple twists and turns in there. So, and it really keeps you on edge because you constantly question uh, what the characters like reactions to certain things are going to be like, is this thing going to make them snap? Or is like, is that decision going to finally make the guy like want to leave and stuff like that? Or, you know, stuff like it's just, it's really good. Like it's really good. And like, it's like interesting because like, it's also psychological in the way, in a way, because you get to see inside the mind of both the people that are involved in this. You get to see inside the minds of them and like how they think, how they operate, why they're both doing what they're doing and stuff like that. So it's really, really interesting. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, it was, it's, um, it was like really uh, indie, I guess you could say in a way. Um, like he just, they kind of made the movie because they wanted to make a movie and hey, they made a movie. And also another positive, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's only an hour and 22 minutes. So like, you don't feel like it drags on or anything like that. You don't feel like it's too slow or too fast or anything like that. It's perfect. It's just right. Um, If you're curious about what other people think about it, on Metacritic it is rated a 74%, not bad. On Google, it's rated a 79%. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's an 89%. So people other than me also very much like this film. Uh, it was released on June 23rd, 2015, at least in the United States. Um, and it is rated R. And then there is also a sequel called Creep 2, which was released in 2017, I believe. And apparently there is a third one coming out. So we got... Uh, a creep trilogy to look forward to. Also, the second movie is also very good in my opinion. Uh, if you're curious on where you can watch this film, it is available on Netflix. It is also on Shudder, I think, as well, which is basically the horror version of Netflix. And obviously, you can get your digital copies on wherever you get digital copies of movies. And of course, there's physical copies as well. So, yeah, that's... Uh, it's a horror drama as well, by the way, in case you're curious. And, you know, as I said before, a found footage film. And it's a found footage skim film that's actually creepy. See what I did there? <laughs> anyway, that's what I got for you. Very good movie. Highly recommend. If you do check it out because of my recommendation, let me know what you think about it in, like, the comments or on one of my social medias or something like that. Don't be afraid to tell me your opinion. If you hated it, tell me why. If you love it, tell me why. Um, but yeah, other than that, I hope you guys love this episode. Um, I'm not going to transition into a traditional outro here. Um, I just want to sit here for a second and talk to you guys. Um, I know somewhat lately I've been kind of inconsistent with the narrations. That's just because I got a lot of things going on in the background, both... Uh, to do with this channel and uh, also to do with other personal projects and also to do with other just like uh, personal reasons. Obviously, um, I don't make like nearly enough money off of this on to for for it to be my job um, on YouTube. And then also on YouTube currently, I don't make any money from it at all. Um, but yeah, so that's one thing. Uh, so because... I don't make enough money for this to be my job. I have an actual job, <laughs> a quote unquote actual job. So like I have like a job that I have to go to that gets in the way. I also go to the gym a lot because I want to, you know, stay healthy, especially during these kind of times. I want to, you know, stay happy and healthy and stuff like that. So I go to the gym a lot. 
Um, and then, you know, I also just got, you know, personal things. I want to spend time with friends and family as well at times and that sort of thing. So it makes it kind of busy. And then I'm also, you know, working on a book currently. I'm working on a collection of short horror stories that I want to publish and make. So that's another thing that takes up time. Um, but yeah, I'll always be here. So don't worry about anything like that. And again, I just wanted to thank you all for a year of this. Like without you guys, I wouldn't have kept doing this. You know what I mean? Like I'm so thankful for all of you guys that listen, whether I know you personally, like if you're a friend or family member or whether or not you're a person I have never met and you just happen to find me one day and decide to keep listening, whether you're, fan since the beginning or got picked up along the way i'm i'm very happy you're here and i'm glad that you decide to listen to me i am going to be more consistent with the podcast now and i am going to be more consistent with my narrations as well um you guys already know all the stuff i'm available on i'm available on youtube and also on like pretty much anywhere else you can get podcasts and, you know, support me on Patreon, follow my social medias. It's all linked down in the description. I also have a Twitch now, as I said, where I play games. And there's a second channel out there now called Helsing underscore gaming. It's the same as my Twitch. Basically, I'm just going to upload all my uh, Twitch VODs and Twitch highlights and whatever else I feel like on that channel. Just to have a little bit of fun, you know, and, you know, bring more entertainment to you guys. And that's another reason why I've been inconsistent a little bit lately was because I was setting all of that up and doing that stuff. So, yeah. But I'm here. And I always will be here. From now until the end of time, I will bring nothing but entertainment to you all. Thank you all so much for listening. And I want to say good night and sweet dreams to all my fellow children of the night.